0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Media Network.
1: Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth.
0: Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door.
1: Matt gets me. He knows I'm tired, annoyed, and sometimes pushed to the brink by the intense chaos of our lives right now. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation.
0: So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. Conspiracy theorists and haters shall be neutralized on site. All right, Matt, let's
1: get at it. (music) Matt, you're back.
0: Here I am in the flesh, sort of virtually because you're not here.
1: No, I'm not here, but I'm happy to hear you, and that's fun.
0: It will be happy to see you soon, too, hopefully next week.
1: Hopefully next week, but in the meantime, we can just enjoy the wonders of technology, and we can just give a little shout-out to missing our favorite redhead, Andrew.
0: Yes, and thank you to Andrew for filling in for me, and thanks to listeners for being tolerant that I got to take some time off.
1: Yeah, hey, you know, good for you. Let me know what that feels like.
0: Uh, <laughs> I will. I shall. <laughs>
1: You know, I have to tell you, I was very excited that we were going to catch up today and I was going to tell you about all these incredible things that I've been doing and all of the fun in my life. And then just like a half hour before we taped today, I was like monumentally aggravated. And so now I have to complain about that.
0: Wait, wait, aren't you (laughs) monumentally aggravated by default anytime anyway? Or it's just like exacerbatedly, monumentally.
1: No, Liz, I'm like, I'm going along. I'm having my nice day, which is like, this is the way it happens for me. I always start out on a really good mood. I'm a very naturally optimistic person. And I got up and I was so happy. I had breakfast with my friend and that was lovely. And then my day went by and I got ready to tape this show. And then I got a text from a friend who like other moms my life is um precariously balanced on schedules and carpools and kid activities and all that kind of crap and um my friend texted and said oh i just want to let you know i just found out that my babysitter who is driving the carpool once a week is unvaccinated and i was like oh come on like i mean it's not you know my friend's fault i you know it's just that like now I either have to be the asshole that pulls out of the carpool or I have to expose my daughter to risk that she just doesn't need with some, you know, twenty-two year old that just decided that she knows better.
0: Right. Because she knows better.
1: Well, I mean, you know what? Because I have of science. no idea. I, I mean, I have no <laughs> idea what her issue is. I don't know. Maybe she has a medical reason. I have no idea. Right. But I'm I'm deciding. Uh, that I'm going to play the odds here and say that the reason why this person is not vaccinated is because for, she's made the choice not to be. And what it does for me is it says, all right, well, my perception of risk and this person's perception of risk is not the same. Wait,
0: is that your default? Like you're, you're consciously unvaccinated as a default being a homo sapien species?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess, right? So I, feel like right, I, I feel like, right, it I kind of feel like the, I don't know anything about this person other than the fact that she chose not to get vaccinated. So it's making me have one piece of data for her, which is that she's not good at assessing risk. And if that's the only thing I know about her, it doesn't mean I think she's a terrible person or that I hope anything bad happens to her. But it does make me feel like I don't want her driving my kid around.
0: So <laughs> I support this prejudice.
1: And I'm like, God damn it. Now I just like fucked up my whole schedule. And I have to, like, be the difficult one, you know? And, of course, I'm not having to interface with the person who's unvaccinated, but rather with my friend who is absolutely vaccinated. And now it screws her up as well. And it's just like, it's such an uncomfortable situation. But, I I mean, I, I don't really know what else to do. And I'm just really irritated that I've been put in that situation, not by my friend, but by, you know, some jackass that decided that she heard on the news she doesn't need to get vaccinated.
0: Maybe she's tranking horse stuff instead.
1: I can't. It's just like like I just I don't like being in that position. I don't like being the one who has to like, you know, be the covid police. I don't mind like being the
0: covid police, but I don't have a version of that story so don't on my mind, end, though. You
1: don't mind being confrontational I, I have, with people, that's, right?
0: Hey, it's, it's in my DNA. But my version of your story is that we don't carpool because, like, that's Brooklyn. Fuck those people, right? right? right. Everyone in their cars, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> Go away. What's a minivan in Brooklyn, right? <laughs> so, But my kids started middle school, sixth grade. It officially happened. And I love what the city has done. I absolutely support. Of the two things de Blasio did that I support amongst the billion things he sucks at, getting the schools to mandate vaccines for all teachers or you're gone, and then making sure every child has to show up every day with a, uh, I don't have COVID form, which is annoying, but fine. I'm all for that. The masks yeah. are in there. They did a good job. And as a parent of two children in middle school and public school, we're very happy.
1: Oh, I have to tell you, I love New York's attitude. They're like, welcome to New York. Fuck your feelings. Get this vaccine or we are not interested in sharing our Broadway, our schools, our shopping malls, our bars. Go someplace else. You want to hang out in Kansas? Go back to Kansas. But if you're here, you're playing by our New York rules. I oh, love that. You mentioned Broadway. Jess and I, I are did. going to
0: go to Chicago this Saturday.
1: Oh, yeah. And yay. we have
0: our uh, Excelsior passes ready to show them at the door.
1: That's such a good show to get back to Broadway, too. That, that is such a fun show. Have you ever seen it before?
0: Oh, I mean, I've seen it 30 times. The movie's okay, great. Good. I produced it twice. Yeah.
1: All right, good. So you know, it's the best. It's it's so fun. Say hello to uh, Velma and Roxy for me. Cicero. The <laughs> <shits. Lip> <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've been saying for the past 18 months, like, I'm ready to go full sublock tango on people.
0: So. I mean, come on. Pop, square six. Uh-oh, Cicero, right, okay. Lipshits. shits.
1: <laughs> okay. Back from the Bob Fosse interlude, too. Oh, God, on. yeah.
0: All right, so what do we got on today's show?
1: So the first thing, you know, we're talking about kids, and I'm, I'm very much on Planet Teenager this year because one of the things that I've you been have spending- two. But I have, I have one 12 year old oh, and I have 12, one, right? yeah. she's 12. She's not, if you give her, give me some time. Okay. okay. Um, don't rush. But I do have a, right. But I have a 17 year old and we're doing college visits and we just filled out the common application and I'm looking at used cars and like the whole thing. And the, you know, I, I saw this story about teenagers fighting back against their parents who don't want them to get vaccinated. So this is like a really serious issue. That if you're a teenager, in certain states, whether or not you can be vaccinated against your parents' wishes is really a big deal.
0: I want to talk about this. This is something that I was just intensely curious to understand, assuming most teenagers are probably more woke and reasonable than their potentially idiot parents.
1: Did you just say that teenagers are more reasonable than their parents?
0: I would say younger generations are more aware— of how to separate shit from Shinola versus idiots like us.
1: Yeah, I I actually think that's just it. I think that teenagers, um, and frankly, even children and preteens, are better and more adept at sorting through misinformation than many adults are because it's something that they're taught in school, at least in, in in our school district, how to look at the web address, how to tell if the website is trustworthy um, and how to really sort through and identify sources of misinformation and disinformation. And and that's so important because we didn't grow up doing that. We, we grew up learning how to code in basic because it was going to help us beat Russia. Um.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Gary Kasparov for the win.
1: Right. So like we didn't learn this stuff in school. And I do think it's really important. And and I and I agree that teenagers, many of them, are sort of on the front lines of information and knowing what's happening in the world and getting those trends right away. And um, there's this organization called Vax Teen, and it's a teen-run organization that counters vaccine misinformation. Good on them. Yeah. I mean it's so I mean it's terrific. So now. State law varies when it comes to what teenagers are allowed to do and who needs parental consent and at what age. But there is something in some states called the mature minor doctrine. Ooh, Yeah, I know. It sounds exciting, right? And and what that means is that in some states, um, so these include Arizona, Idaho, North Carolina, Tennessee, and Washington, there is a law that says that if a doctor can essentially ascertain if a teenager is mature and informed enough to make independent health care decisions, then the kid is allowed to make their own health care decisions um, and sort of opt out of the parental consent laws. And, and it's, it's very interesting. So, you know, there are lawsuits going on about whether or not younger kids and teens can make these decisions for themselves. But this is kind of a thing that's going on. Um, you know, in some states, I can tell you that you know, teens can just walk in and get the shot and nobody's really asking them for their parental consent. So that's kind of a case by case basis. What do you think about teenagers making their own decisions like this?
0: I think this is an ambiguous case where being a minor is to your disadvantage versus hoping your parents can steer you in the right direction and help you make decisions that they should have control over. Like, I don't know. What's a good example of like where you're a minor, like surgery,
1: right? <laughs> like,
0: right. Like you, or or, like or that's tanning beds, you know, tanning right. beds like, and like surgery.
1: Tattoos and plastic <clears throat> surgery and that kind of stuff, yeah, right? There's
0: a so good part potentially of having parental consent required for certain things. But this is a very unique situation. We haven't had a pandemic in the sense that teenagers who want to protect themselves are not allowed to do so. In a way that's for public safety and public health.
1: You know, and the other thing is that we've seen since the beginning of the pandemic, all things COVID regulation, whether it's vaccines or masking or whatever it is, have become so politicized in our culture that it becomes just one more thing that you could potentially have parents that are kind of on the Fox News page and teenagers that are on the, you know, Daily Show page. And just their entire kind of cultural frame of reference and political sphere is just like completely in conflict with each other. And, you know, I could easily see that happening. I could see easily see a 17 year old or a 16 year old saying, you know, I don't subscribe to any of the political beliefs that my parents have. I don't believe any of the information and statistics that they rely on. And I get my information from someplace else and I want to make an informed choice to do something else. Um, and I think that's, you know, it probably is causing all kinds of conflict in the family.
0: So kudos. I'm reading here to Kelly Daniel Poor, 18 years old, the founder of VaxTeen. I love her quote. Not only do we have the right to feel safe and protected, but the key to returning to our lives is getting vaccinated. We should not be denied the right. I love that. That is some gumption that is well needed these days.
1: There is a kid that's going to have a great college essay. Yes. Fantastic. And I wonder, like, what this is causing in families, you know, what kind of conflict. If if you have a, a kid that wants to get vaccinated or actually does get vaccinated and the parents are against the choice, like, it must be major conflict. Do you have, I have to just ask you, do you have any friends where uh, husbands and wives are, um, one is vaccinated and one isn't?
0: I do not because I have rational friends.
1: <laughs> I have several sets of friends where... One person is vaccinated and the other is not vaccinated. Oh God. And it is the most bizarre thing ever. And I, I the sense that I get is that in each of these cases, the vaccinated person is pretty reasonable and they just don't want to deal with the other person. Like they just can't deal with it.
0: This we're going to find out in the in the in the full social anthropologic wake of this pandemic, what relationships really mattered?
1: Right? Yeah. That's so true. It's it's really crazy.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 sure like with you. I mean, you have a, a more diverse portfolio of friends than I do. I hang I with have like, quite
1: a portfolio. I, I
0: hang <laughs> with like the same nine people for the last 30 years. That's it. Like you're one of them. And you know, I I can only imagine what it must be like to live in a household with someone that has antithetical views of yours from the perspective of politicization.
1: Quite frankly, I don't understand how people like that are staying married to each other anyway. Right. But um, you know, maybe it's like just the pandemic brought it to a head. I don't know. But I, I I do not envy these people. And I'll tell you, it's causing um sort of like funny results socially because two of these couples that I know were invited to vaccination only social events like parties and weddings and stuff. Right. And they had to figure out, does one of them go and the other stay home or does the vaccinated one stay home in like solidarity with their excluded unvaccinated oh, God. spouse? It was, and I really, I have to tell you, my heart really goes out to the vaccinated folks that are dealing with this because it's like what, you know, what, there's no right answer. You're going to piss somebody off no matter which way you go. And I just feel like that must be very stressful. Um, we were talking about vaccine, this group to help uh, combat misinformation in teenagers. And I came across the coolest person also out there on the front lines of helping the fight against misinformation. And the person's name is Misinformation. Miss. How great is that? I get Mis- it. Misinformation. Wait, wait, wait. I know.
0: So like Misinformation is the yes.
1: same thing as saying
0: the word... Misinformation. Who are the ad wizards that came up with
1: this crazy logic? This is serious wizardry. So Misinformation is a campaign that's been launched to encourage LGBTQ people to get vaccinated. And it's a special initiative started by FCB Health in partnership with Gay Men's Health Crisis. And this is the best part, Matt.
0: Okay, go for it. Misinformation. Surprise, ready? Me. Are you surprise ready? me. Surprise me. Okay. Surprise me.
1: Misinformation is a drag queen. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. How great is that? She's actually a local influencer who goes by the name Ms. Jade. And she's all over social media. She has her own website. And the entire Instagram page is dedicated to these, uh, these amazing little clips where she's delivering vax facts. And by the way, it's not like a hurry and go get vaccinated campaign. It seems like it's just targeted just to combat misinformation.
0: With so, misinformation.
1: With misinformation in like such style that only a drag queen could bring to it, like spilling the tea on immunity. And um, my favorite, she references the pandemic as standing in the way of hot girl summer.
0: So I'm either terrified or happy I don't get that.
1: <laughs> I need to meet this person. <laughs> we need to invite her to Vaxxon. I feel like that's going to be my mission to make that happen. Um, but I love this because – in my book, you know, there are so many things, there are so many conversations and nuances that we can have about COVID and about vaccination. But I think that someone who's th- just there kind of dispelling misinformation in a very straightforward, no bullshit way, that appeals to me. You know, that is what I'm about. And I appreciate that this person's out there just, you know, knocking down all the bullshit and, 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 kudos to misinformation and i really hope that someday i get to meet her
0: that would be cool let's get her here in the studio but i think where where my big takeaway for this is that when you get the community to speak to the community you'll yeah. probably resonate more and get better outcomes yeah
1: okay but yes yeah, so that's great so we'll invite her to the show and you know we'll see what happens sweet It's time for our Sur moment. Sir moment, Go forth. As you know, we are asking Surmo's 1.3 million physicians on their amazing platform, and they're allowing us to just tap in to what those doctors have to say. So we've got questions for them, and apparently they've got answers for us.
0: That's a good thing.
1: Right? Today, I thought what would be interesting was to find out how physicians are dealing with coworkers that have vaccine hesitancy. Um, because, you know, many of us position with our own co-workers and I'm interested to see what are doctors doing. And we asked, how do you react when your fellow healthcare workers are unvaccinated or are hesitant to get the vaccine? And I thought that was an interesting question. Like, what the hell does a doctor do? Are they doing it any better than we are?
0: Yeah. Can they be better preachers and uh, I guess maybe uh, subject matter experts, per se? You'd think, getting, right? Getting their fellow co-workers to get
1: vaxxed. I have to tell you, it doesn't sound like they're doing any better than the rest of us. Uh. So 30% of the doctors that responded said they've never even been in that situation. So you're only talking about 70% of doctors who even have ever had to confront this. 20% said, I acknowledge that our opinions differ, but I really just don't say anything more. So like, you know, just say, I think differently and move on, which which is sort of how I react to people who are not close to me. I'm just like, listen, I'm not going to argue with you. I have a different opinion. Let's not talk about it. Wait, do they just want to avoid conflict? I mean, I guess, you know, it's not practical to like fight with every single person that you see all the time. Unless you're you and you're the, the, the vaccine police. Right, exactly. Um, 34%, which is the largest percentage, said that they do directly try to educate the person on why the vaccine is safe and important. So th- I found that to be very comforting because it, it made me feel like that's probably the right thing to do to try to engage with someone, to try to educate them on why the vaccine is safe and why it works. Um, and I'm happy to hear that doctors are doing that. I, I would almost like to hear that more doctors are doing that.
0: I would like to hear that too because, you know, you went into medicine to do no harm and to hold up the Hippocratic Oath. And what better way to exercise the capacity you have with your MD than to
1: tell someone to not die? And not make other people die. But, you know, I can imagine, you know, picture it. You work in a hospital and the surgeon standing next to you is somebody who is a vax denier. Like, what are you going to do? You're to fight with everybody every step of the way. You might need to just, like, do the tonsillectomy with that guy and move along.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah, true.
1: I mean, I don't know. Uh, 11% said I don't do anything. Okay. Which is, <laughs> like, not my problem. All right. NIMBY. I, I I thought that was interesting. It's a low
0: number, but it's still disappointing.
1: Yeah. It, it is, but I mean, I'm, I'm hearing, look, you know, 64% at least say that they disagree. And half of those people are going a step further and like trying to convert the person. So, I mean, you know, I get it. I, I it, it doesn't sound crazy to me. It actually sounds like it mirrors what non-doctors do in lots of situations. But I thought the statistics were interesting. Cool. All right. Well, is that our Sir moment? That is our Sir moment for today. So thanks,
0: Sermo. End of Sir Moments, and now it's time to make some money with some ads.
1: Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited to talk with you about this because this is like truly breaking news. Yesterday, I wrote an article about this insane lawsuit that was filed for New York State's vaccine requirement. Well, we knew this was coming. We knew there'd be lawsuits. Although I have to tell you, I did not predict this particular one. So it's interesting. All healthcare workers receive the vaccine. They have to be fully vaccinated. And the lawsuit alleged that the vaccine mandate does not allow for a religious exemption. They said that COVID vaccines were developed using cells from abortions. And because they are quote abortion connected, that getting the vaccine interferes with the person's sincerely held religious belief and therefore they should be allowed to opt out. Abortion related. Now here's the thing. Do they right? make that so, up or is that a term? Well, I mean, I think it's it's a term that anti-abortion advocates use because it doesn't really mean much. Um, you know, the casual reader might think, oh, what they're saying is that there's like stem cells or something to the vaccine which is of course not true, Um, but there are lots of cells that come from lots of different things, including perhaps fetal tissue that is used in medical research. So it's kind of like very, very, very arm's length. So like maybe some medical company, when they were developing the vaccine at some point relied on fetal tissue to do something and therefore their research culminated in a COVID vaccine. You know what else is connected to fetal tissue? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Everything>. everyone. <laughs> no, it, it's really interesting. And and it's, I, I'll tell you, it's not an argument that I saw coming. It was, it was kind of an, I thought it was a really unusual argument. And actually when I pitched the story to my editor, I said, how about this title? Bad advocacy group files bad shit lawsuit against New York COVID vaccine mandate. As it turned out, guess what? Today, right before we went on air, the news came down district court in Northern New York, issued a, a temporary injunction against the mandate so
0: this is me not being a lawyer what filed an injunction means what then
1: so they issued the court issued an injunction which means that the law is blocked from going into effect for now so that is good the law that says you have to get the vaccine that's what's blocked
0: oh jesus i'm all right I- Lawyer versus – this is like Kramer versus not Kramer. No, I know.
1: Like honestly, it actually feels like that even as a lawyer that I have to be like – it's like the backwards version of everything. That Um, is the
0: bizarro – so basically like the good people lose.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And the crazy people win. It's only a temporary ruling. Um, What they basically said is everybody write your briefs, get ready for oral arguments, come back on September 28th, and we'll have this whole fight out about – You know, whether this law is legal and whether these people were really discriminated against or whatever, they're going to argue. But for now, the law is blocked from going into effect, which means that employers are not allowed to fire people who refuse to get the vaccines based on their sincere religious belief. Now, if you're not getting the vaccine, but it's for some other reason, you still have to do it. It's a narrow lawsuit and it's only involving people on sincerely held religious grounds. All right. So I'm going to make up a scenario because I don't give a shit anymore
0: hi, I'm a religious person. I'm dying from cancer. I have three days to live. Okay. Here's some chemo with fetuses in it. You want it? No, I'd rather die. Right. Come on. Seriously. I, I, with all due respect, this is ridiculous and we know it. And that's why we have the show because it's all about the dumb fuckery in vaccine universe.
1: It's really, it's honestly, these kind of lawsuits really drive me nuts because, you know, they purport to be honoring someone's important beliefs, but just kind of being conspicuously silent on the fact that the people who want them to get the vaccine, government and other individuals, are doing so to protect public health. It's not like this is for fun or to penalize somebody, but rather just because it keeps everyone safe and healthy. Yeah. Well, let me
0: end the show with a high note, because I was reading on Twitter today that United, the airline company, mandated all their employees get vaccinated, otherwise you're fired. And within one week... 20% 20% of the unvaccinated employees got their first shot. Oh, wow. So it's a good sign. And it looks like people would rather keep their pensions than hold on to stupid beliefs.
1: It, it also shows you that, you know, people who said that they were afraid that the vaccine would somehow be harmful probably aren't that afraid because if they were that scared that something terrible would happen to them, they probably would have just forwent their job. But they're not that scared. They know. They look around. They see that everybody's getting the vaccine. Everybody's fine. So they're like, all right, I'll stop my complaining now. Right.
0: Well, I think that's a good way to end the show on a high note, minus the abortion connected dumb fuckery of (laughs) the last segment.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a high note. So have a great week. And when we come back, we will, um, you know, be here to talk about who's suing now.
0: And I shall report back on my... Lip shits. Broadway <laughs> experiencing Chicago during the have, pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Have so
1: much fun. Good
0: night, folks. Take care, Lou.
1: <laughs> Bye, Matt.
0: That's all for today, folks. If you liked today's show, the conversation continues on Twitter at VaxOnPod. That's V-A-X-O-N pod. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends to listen. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Media. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. Our senior producers are Brianna Seeley and Andrew McDowell. It is mixed and edited by Brianna Seeley. Our theme music is by Chair Model. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscript.com. Hit us up at contact at offscript.com to share comments, feedback, and make recommendations. For more information, visit offscript.com.